welcome to the Trying to Conceive podcast. This is an inclusive place for all people who are trying to get pregnant or trying to start their family. So whether you're trying for baby number one or baby number 10, this is the right place for you. Today we are talking to a woman who is talking about how she was trying to conceive with her first baby. And she shares the highs and lows that came with finding out she was pregnant and giving birth. I hope that you enjoy the show. All right. So how many kids do you have and how old are they? I have one son and he is 20 months old. And were you guys trying to get pregnant or is this a happy surprise? Um, I guess go with happy surprise. (laughs) (laughs) Can you talk about like how it happened? Tell us the details. Sure. Um, So basically, um, we, it was in the near future we were thinking about having kids. So there was no like preventative measures except for this like app that I was using that's supposed to tell you like when you're ovulating so then I was kind of always doing like the opposite of what most people would do um in that situation but basically we went to a friend's giving type thing and got really drunk and you know one thing led to the other and it was a one time thing and I was thinking Um, all right, well, you know, sometimes it happens after one time, but you know, what are the chances that it's going to happen with us? And there, there goes that. So that was a drunken thing. I mean, we're married, but, um, yeah, that's how it happened. I know exactly when it was. So, (laughs) so when you were using your app, was it like based on a 28 day cycle? I think honestly, um, I don't, I know since I've had Ryan, it's been, a different cycle than what I was before. So I can't remember, but I'm pretty sure it probably was. Basically, you for the first two months that you use it, you type in like when you get your period and when it ends, and then it like calculates it for you. But before it even can be accurate, like you have to use it, I think, for two months. Pretty on point. Let's put it that way. They give you like a score. And, you know, the next morning I woke up and looked at my app and it said that my fertility score was 10 and that's like the highest it can be. So that's when I was like, wow, we planned that right on the peak day. So um, it does tell you that. Oh, that's kind of cool. Do you happen to know the name of that app? Yeah, it's Ovia, O-V-I-A. I use Fertility Friend, but maybe I should check that one out. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know like what makes it. I just downloaded it and because I wasn't really using it for planning purposes, like maybe like reverse planning purposes. And it was on point, obviously, but. (laughs) So how old were you when you got pregnant? I was 27, I think. Yeah, 27. Okay. And how did you find out? So I was actually supposed to be going to my aunt from like my annual visit with my GYN and they always do like a blood test and like a urine test and they just automatically test for that kind of like for pregnancy or whatever and I hadn't even like honestly like missed my period or anything but um, I was actually in the process of talking to the OB that and I'm like well probably before I come back for my next time you know we might be trying to get pregnant and so she was like kind of going through like what to do and all this kind of stuff and then like meanwhile like the medical assistant comes in and was like there's actually like a very faint line on the like urine pregnancy test Um, we want you to get like a different kind of different kind of blood work to like determine um, if you are pregnant 
So I did that. And then like the next day they called me and said that I basically had like in my blood, like the very lowest amount of pregnancy hormone that was like detectable. So I just pretty much showed up at the right day for that as well. (laughs) So it wasn't a very exciting story. (laughs) That's really cool though. That's like in a movie. So how did you tell your husband and then how did you guys tell your family? Uh, so I was actually really nervous to tell my husband, his name's Matt, um, you know, for following story purposes. And I knew at that point in time, we like weren't actively trying and or really like planning on it. So I was nervous on how he would like react because it wasn't like, you know, I knew it wasn't going to be one of those things where we were like both waiting for the timer to go off and see if we got like a positive pregnancy test. So I was like, well, I'm going to try to make it like as mat friendly as possible. And so I bought a pregnancy test and like peed on it and stuff and it said pregnant. And then I tried to make like a little scavenger hunt with like minis of whiskey (laughs) that like led from the door to this box so I was like watching him from a distance to see how he would react to it and he was pretty much just like staring at it like not really reactive once he finally like took the two shots that led up to the present so then like I just came out and like talked to him and like it was sort of mixed reviews like obviously he wasn't not happy but he definitely looking back on it I would say like it was a little disappointing because it wasn't as like that exciting moment like I pictured trying getting trying to get pregnant because it wasn't really planned either so but he wasn't mad but he wasn't not mad but it was more of like a serious conversation than like a rush of excitement kind of thing I feel like tv shows and movies kind of set us up to fail because we like picture this grand moment where it's like super emotional but it takes a lot to process especially right 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 I mean the good thing is is it wasn't like we were like a teenage couple like not that there's anything wrong with that but I'm sure like that obviously has a different you know like an unplanned pregnancy from that sort of perspective or even if you're not married or or anything like that would lead down a different road too so at least we're married so like you know there wasn't any question of anything from that perspective, but you're right. You're, they do make it seem like, well, everything in movies seems more fairy tale like anyway, so. <laughs> Can you uh, share how long you had been married at that point? Almost four years, like three and a half, maybe. I'm trying to think. Oh, okay. And then yeah. how did you guys tell your family and his family? Um, so we found out like not long after Thanksgiving. So we figured that that would be a good... Uh, like Christmas present to tell the family. Um, so for my, for Christmas morning, my parents came over our house. So I just had them like open a onesie um, that's a like grandparent, like grandparents to be August, 2017. And so that, you know, I, sh- I was just, we were just with my parents. And then after that, we went to my mother and father-in-law's house and I had gotten my father-in-law this like basket of wine it's a kind of a knockoff that bridal shower gift where it's like when you come back from your honeymoon after your first baby where you drink like a glass of wine for whatever so I did it like because he's older I did like drink this when you like retire drink this when you get your first hole-in-one for golfing and then like 
I put like drink this when you have your first grandchild. Then on the back it said, which will be like August 2017. So that's how we told my mother and father-in-law. And then like we kind of just told our extended family like just regularly that same day on Christmas. And of course they were all excited. I have videos of everyone's reaction except for my parents because I forgot to hit the actual record button. So that was, everyone was excited. Those reactions were much more of, I guess, like the movie type reactions where people are all excited because, you know, our families were excited and they obviously don't have the same sort of responsibility with all that kind of stuff as we would anyway. That's how we told them. (laughs) I love the wine idea. That's really cool. (laughs) So talk to me about your pregnancy a little bit. What surprised you the most about being pregnant? I actually had a pretty easy pregnancy from like a being pregnant standpoint. I would say like probably the worst thing. I did gain a lot more weight than I would like to. Still not like a lot more than like what's recommended. Like I was never in danger, but I was never in the like lower end of what's normal kind of thing. Can Um, we talk about that for a minute? I yeah. feel like I was on a forum and people were talking about like how much they gained and people were like, I gained 15 pounds. Like, yeah. how much did you gain? I think I gained 50 pounds. I was actually trying to think about that like the other day. I think I gained in its entirety 50 pounds. And how much of that comes off like right after the baby's born? Not that much. I mean, I, so I know for a fact, cause I've been trying to like lose the baby weight cause I haven't yet. And so I know that last January, January 2018, I did like Nutrisystem for three weeks or three months. I'm sorry. And at that point in time, I had weighed 140. And I'm pretty sure when I had Ryan, I weighed 150. So I think I, I think from like the time, so from August 2017 to January 2018, I had only like, I mean, I wasn't dieting or exercising at all. And I only like lost 10 pounds. So I assume that that was like probably pretty much all baby weight. I'm, I'm guessing. I mean, I was wearing maternity clothes still in like Thanksgiving and Ryan was born in August. So I hadn't lost that much of it yet. <laughs> okay. Well, thanks for sharing that because I feel like that's something we just don't talk about enough. And yeah. Some people, and- it seems like they talk about breastfeeding and they lose all their weight, but I just don't think that holds true to that many people. Yeah. I don't know if that's true. I mean, I didn't breastfeed, so I don't know. I can't say for sure that I know that the people that did breastfeed lost weight faster than people that didn't, but I don't know. It's definitely, I mean, I definitely also, like, I, I have friends who've lost baby weight faster, but they like dedicated their more time to like eating better and exercising. And I didn't because like, I was preoccupied with other things like taking care of the kids. So like exercise and stuff wasn't my priority where it is with some other people. So I'm sure like any other sort of weight loss, it's definitely different. Are cravings a real thing? Um, I didn't have any like weird cravings at all, but I did just like want to eat a lot. <laughs> So I was needing, I didn't like need to have raspberry ice cream at like two in the morning and couldn't get my mom. I never had anything like that, but I would, I just like ate more than usual. I did get one food aversion though. Um, Like I could not stand like chicken at all. Oh, is that for the whole pregnancy or does that last like just for the beginning stages? 
it lasted for me. I still, to be honest with you, like don't even really feel compelled to eat a lot of chicken now. Um, I, I don't know if necessarily if it was like a food aversion per se, but the fact that like, I really didn't get sick that much when I was pregnant, but when I, the last, like I distinctly remember I got sick off of eating chicken. So I don't know if some of it had to do with the fact that like I got sick from it and just associated chicken with being sick, even though it may or may not have it had anything to do with it. So then I couldn't really like bring myself to eat chicken the rest yeah. of the time. It kind of grossed me out, but yeah, I don't blame you. So <laughs> how did you tell your work and when did you decide to tell your work? Okay. So that's the other thing. I have a, I've had a lot of like the weird circumstances. I feel like now that I'm bringing it up. So I interviewed for a new job. This is the timeline. I interviewed for a new job because I tell the story all the time on November like 12th or something like that. And then my doctor's appointment where I found out I was pregnant was the Friday after Thanksgiving. So it was like November 26th or something like that. So like I had signed the offer letter for my new job mid-November, found out I was pregnant two weeks later. And I had also already put my notice in at my old job. So I was like terrified to tell my new job because that's like kind of crappy. Like you're starting a new job and you're pregnant. <laughs> and I also wasn't sure if I, if I was going to have maternity leave benefits because some places make you wait like a year. So I was really scared. And my boss, he was, he's sort of like a man lover. Like he's like, doesn't hate on woman, but like I don't know, arrogant, like that kind of type. So I was like extra nervous to tell him. So I uh, cowardly told him via email, <laughs> but I told him pretty early on because my thought was, well, if they were going to be kind of crappy about it, then I was going to try to maybe go back to my old job because I knew that they hadn't filled my position yet. So I told them via email and they were really supportive about it. And they told me that they would honor like the maternity leave, even though I hadn't been there technically the amount of time. The only problem would be that it wouldn't be paid because I wouldn't have had enough time like accrued. So I told them probably like the end of January of that year. So I guess that's January 2008. 17 January 2017 and I started in November no December I started in December so wow so what advice would you give to somebody who just found out that they're pregnant with their first baby so I definitely think it's important from like a on a boring end of advice to definitely find out like what your work's like maternity leave is and like if you get paid or not paid and start planning from that because you I feel like my husband and I are pretty good at like saving and stuff and it's you still don't realize how like not even having a few weeks of not getting paid even if you're a good saver you really really hits hard or you know it can hit hard I guess and then I would say that like people will give you unsolicited advice all of the time and like you really I wouldn't say don't listen to people, but take what everyone says with a grain of salt because I don't know anyone that I don't know anyone that's had the pregnancy similar to anyone else I know. There's always been like differences and stuff. And even with raising your kid, like people will say, like, oh, this is what you gotta do, this is what the best thing is, blah, blah, blah. But just because it works for someone else doesn't mean that it will work for you. And then another thing, now that I'm thinking about it, that's like a big 
I don't want to say pet peeve of mine, but I feel like, and I might be criticized for thinking this or saying this, that um, I feel like there's a lot of movement out there for people trying to normalize breastfeeding. Like there's all these like rallies and signs and all this kind of stuff out there. And obviously I feel like, you know, people shouldn't be shamed for it. I'm not saying that those like campaigns are not valid or anything, but I personally feel like there is much more shaming that occurs when you don't breastfeed. And I feel like not a lot of people talk about that and people almost feel like they have to like explain themselves when they don't breastfeed more so than people have to explain themselves when they do breastfeed. And that's just my experience. And I have two other friends that sort of feel that way too. So I feel like, um, you know, you should never let people shame you into, if you, if it doesn't work for you, for whatever the reason may be, you shouldn't have to explain yourself because, you know, ultimately if your kid is fine and happy, then that should be the, the end of it. And you shouldn't have to explain yourself to anybody. Yeah. It's almost like the pendulum has swung too far in the opposite direction. Like yeah. before, I think when we were babies, it was like, you know, most people were fed on formula and now it's swung so far the opposite that really we just need to focus on having a fed and healthy baby. Right. Exactly. Is there anything else that you'd like to share about your pregnancy? Like from what um, perspective? Anything that you didn't expect to happen while you're pregnant and you're like, oh my God, that happens when you're pregnant? Um, well, nothing. So I'm, I hope there's not too many people that can relate to this, but I would say that my pregnancy itself was very um, easy from like a being pregnant standpoint, but at the same, pretty much around the same time I found out I was pregnant, my mom was like, had like terminal cancer at that point in time. So essentially like my whole pregnancy, I was watching my mom like suffer for a while. And I knew pretty much everyone knew she was like holding out long enough to see the baby. So that was like very like stressful on me from like a mental standpoint. So I didn't do the best job of taking care of myself mentally. So when my son was born, I was, you know, you're all, you're obviously like physically and emotionally exhausted. So um, I was already like kind of starting off even more so behind the, like in the negative more so than probably other people were. Um, so I would say like definitely try to practice as much self-care as you can while you're pregnant because you're definitely not going to make up for it in the first year or so after the baby is born. So that's unique, I guess. <laughs> yeah, it's like you experience the best day of your life and the worst all within yes. a couple yes. of times with each other. Yeah, it was like three days. So it was it was good. I got to dwell on the good side of it. Um, she got to see him for a couple of days got to hold him and stuff in the hospital. We did a really good job of coordinating it to be possible. So as much as it was awful and it's not fun to like raise a kid without your mother, I'm sure there's other people out there who raise kids without family or mothers too. And it's definitely a lot different than other people that do have their parents around. So, or, or even if they're around, but not healthy or something too. So, um, definitely good to have a good support group or support network, I should say. 
it really does take a village. <laughs> yeah, I really can't imagine, but I think you're very brave. <laughs> Thanks. Okay, my last question is what was the biggest change pre-baby versus post-baby? So I feel like, again, this is kind of like how we're going back about like talking with like the movies and how things are and stuff. I feel like there's not a lot of talk about how having a baby can like, I don't even want to use the word strain your marriage, but I guess sort of strain your marriage because like, um, you know, you don't have a lot of time to spend with your husband. And so, and then like, you're also tired and, you know, worn out. And so like, you're obviously your patience level is a lot lower than, than it could be. And you can have a tendency to snap, you know, at each other more frequently. And, um, so like, I would say like the difference is like, you don't, I don't feel like you have the same, uh, it's like a different sort of relationship with your husband. Not that you don't love each other, not that you don't have a connection, but it's just a very, very different dynamic. I would say that that's probably the biggest change. Do you ever find like you're more attracted to him on like a primal way now that he's like the father of your son? Um, no. (laughs) (laughs) Well, good. I'm glad you're being real. Um, Maybe, maybe a little bit in the beginning, like the first week or two, (laughs) but, um, no, I mean, it's nice to see, like, um, it's nice to see him with him. So like, he's a great dad and everything, but I don't think that it makes him more attractive because I feel like sometimes, like, I just feel so, I'm so much more like in love with my son right now that like, I don't really like feel like, um, he's Matt's like more attractive. I don't know. I mean, I don't think he's less attractive. I'm maybe I'm a little less attractive. I don't know, but <laughs> no, you're not. Yeah. <laughs> but I feel like that's a thing because that you end up loving. I mean, I don't want to say that. I don't want to just speak generally, but I feel like a lot of times you end up having such a different love for your children that mm-hmm. it like can't even stand up to the love that you thought you knew. Yeah, that's true. Like you think, I think that that's probably right. Like I think that you uh, are like, you know, in love with your spouse and then like you still love them, but then you become like in love with your kids. So like, it's just a different sort of, I don't know, dynamic, I guess. And like um, both of our parents were slash are married for like 30 plus years. And I feel like that doesn't happen that often anyway. And we were both saying that like how like growing up, like we like we would see our parents show like each other like signs of affection, but not like a whole lot. Like you sometimes see on TV or like compared to like other friends of ours, like, you know, neither one of our parents took like really took a lot of weekend trips, you know, as a couple and like left us behind. Like it was more about like the kids sort of. So like, I don't know, I feel like maybe we've sort of like adapted from that. Like it's less about us now and more like us as husband and wife and more about like us as a family we're both okay with that right now so it's not like it's a problem but yeah I wouldn't I didn't even think of that but now that you say it my family is very similar to what you're describing like I don't even know if they kissed in front of us for like years right, <laughs> right. yeah it's like they love each other but they weren't like lovey-dovey I don't know if that's the right word but um, like you could tell they loved each other but it was in like it wasn't like a romantic kind of way. How did you decide whether to do daycare or to stay at home or to work part-time? Like, how did you guys navigate that conversation? Um, 
I, um, so my plan was for me to get back to work full time, like immediately. Um, but then I was sort of talking to one of my other coworkers at my work. Um, and she worked, we have this like option at my work where you're still considered full time, but you only have to work 30 hours and you still get like all the benefits of working, including like vacation and stuff like that. So that when she told me that I sort of like had that in the back of my mind, like, well, that's kind of nice. Like, you know, you get a prorated salary. Like it's not like you get the same salary. It's like prorated from the 40 hours versus the 30, but you still get like pay time off retirement all this kind of stuff so I was like hmm that sounds like a really good like option and so I knew I didn't want to not work like at all um so I was like well this is sort of like the best of both worlds and I could work like three days a week and you know have off two days and really not be making that much less money and when I had switched jobs I had sort of inflated what I was making at my previous job so I did like the numbers and basically I would be making about the same amount of money as I did at my old job um, at my new job but working 30 hours so we weren't really like like in my opinion we weren't really like losing money but we weren't really like you know every year you kind of get like more and more money we weren't we weren't going to have that obviously so I kind of like used that, those numbers and then, and then daycare numbers and kind of Matt and I sort of talked about it and we agreed that it sort of makes sense that I could be like, we weren't really like losing money paying like daycare cost and then I would still be able to like be home with him two days a week. So um, it was a lot of, I definitely had to convince my husband a little bit, um, you know, show the numbers and stuff like that um but ultimately we both agreed that it was like kind of like the best of both worlds and then like my aunt she watches my son on the days that I work so it worked out really well that I worked part-time and she watches him part-time oh that worked out really well that's awesome yeah yeah well thank you very much for doing this no problem All right. Thank you guys for listening. And if you would like to be on the show, I would love to have you. And literally anybody is encouraged to be on the show. So whether you had a child 30 years ago or whether you are still trying to conceive your first child or if you are no longer trying to conceive and you want to share your story of when you were trying or if you are adopting and you're in the process of that or if you have a gestational carrier or if you're doing fertility treatments, literally anything. If you want to share, I would love to have you on and hear your story. And the best way to contact me is trying to conceive podcast at gmail.com. You can also find me on Instagram at trying to conceive podcast. And there is a Facebook group called trying to conceive podcast. And I hope you guys have a wonderful week and I'll talk to you soon. Bye. Bye.